Well, here we go again. Donald Trump just keeps telling us who he is. So please, can we believe him? He spoke in New Hampshire over the weekend, and we'll get to a few different moments from this speech, beginning with what you may have heard about already, him once again echoing the words of Hitler, saying that migrants poison the blood of the country. Take a look. Country, when they do that, we got a lot of work to do. They're poisoning the blood of our country. That's what they've done. They poison mental institutions and prisons all over the world, not just in South America, not just the three or four countries that we think about, but all over the world. They're coming into our country from Africa, from Asia, all over the world. They're pouring into our country. Nobody's even looking at them. They just come in. Uh, the crime is going to be tremendous. The terrorism is going to be terrorism is going to be. And then we built a tremendous piece of the wall. And then we and NBC. News pointed out while reporting on that moment this the term blood poisoning was used by Hitler in his manifesto Mein Kampf in which he criticized immigration and the mixing of races quote all great cultures of the past perished only because the originally creative race died out from blood poisoning Hitler wrote and here was the last time Trump used this phrase. Nobody has any idea where these people are coming from. And we know they come from prisons. We know they come from mental institutions, insane asylums. We know they're terrorists. Nobody has ever seen anything like we're witnessing right now. It is a very sad thing for our country. Uh, it's poisoning the blood of our country. Uh, it's so bad. And people are coming in with disease. People are coming in with, with every possible thing that you can have. So after receiving a bunch of backlash to that moment, Trump does it again in New Hampshire as we watch. So he knows what he's doing. He's choosing to echo Hitler. He reportedly had a book of Hitler speeches on his bedside table. He knows this excites his base and that's what makes it so dangerous. The Biden campaign also responded to that moment saying, quote, tonight Donald Trump channeled his role models as he parroted Adolf Hitler, praised Kim Jong-un and quoted Vladimir Putin while running for president on a promise to rule as a dictator and threaten American democracy. Trump is not shying away from his plan to lock up millions of people in detention camps and continues to lie about that time when Joe Biden obliterated him by over 7 million votes three years ago. He's betting he can win this election by scaring and dividing this country. He's wrong. In 2020, Americans chose President Biden's vision of hope and unity over Trump's vision of fear and division. And they'll do the same next November. And that's it. Hopefully so. And one more reference for you before moving on to other moments from the speech. Here is NYU professor and expert on authoritarians, Ruth Ben-Ghiat, responding. By now, you've probably heard that Donald Trump is back uh, talking about blood pollution by immigrants. Yes, this is fascist rhetoric. Um, the Nazis made the fear of blood pollution of their master race and their civilization uh, a foundation of their state. Um, Italian fascists talked about the threat of uh, non-white immigrants coming in to ruin white Christian civilization. Mussolini actually talked about rats who should be killed because they were bringing infectious diseases and, and communism into Italy. It really could not be more clear. And no his followers won't care, and that's what's so frightening. Then, next moment from this speech, moving on from the echoing of Hitler, here's Trump just lying flat out about the jobs record of him versus Biden. Did we're going to cover him biggest tax increase in history when we had we had the biggest tax decrease ever, ever? Think of it, 
ever in history of our country, the biggest tax cut, the biggest tax decrease in the history of our country, the biggest regulation cuts in the history of our country, the best job numbers in the history of our country, the real job numbers, not the fake job numbers that they get. So, of course, actually, Trump was one of only two presidents to have left office with fewer jobs than when he came into office, which is a pretty abysmal record. But you say that's because of the pandemic. Absolutely fair. We can take that into consideration. We should remember that he wildly mismanaged the pandemic. But even so, giving that to him, you still see the job growth after we recovered all the pandemic, pre-pandemic jobs, I should say is still stronger under Joe Biden than Donald Trump. Even if you're excluding the crisis for Trump and recovery for Joe Biden, because Bidenomics actually does work, despite the propaganda of the likes of Trump and Fox News, then Trump, cognitively unwell, gets on his usual rant about windmills. By the way, you know, the one thing about climate show, we fight like hell and they put up all these windmills all over the place that uh, if you add the cost of rebuilding and they're all rebuilt, you know, in China, they're all built in China and Germany. And they said, let's assume you're a big believer in this. They send big fumes in. So you add it all up and it's terrible. You can't get rid of the blades. They only last 10 years. Uh, the energy is the most expensive energy you can do. They kill all our birds. If you want to see a bird cemetery, go under a windmill sometime. You'll see birds like you never saw. It's a very, if you love birds, you'll start to weep. But it's, it's just the craziest thing. They ruin our plains and fields. They're killing our whales. You know, the whales are coming in. I think we had one whale come in in 50 years. This year we had like 12. It's a, it's a terrible thing they're doing to our country. And they're doing. So, as we've seen for quite some time now, he has this confusing and obsessive hatred for windmills. He acts like it's because of a concern for the birds and the whales. I've previously debunked the whales part of that. Windmills are not posing any notable risk to whales. And then birds do windmills kill some birds. They do. But interestingly, as U.S. News and World Report points out, in reality, wind turbines kill far fewer birds in the U.S. than cats, buildings, or cars, according to a 2015 study. And apparently that was the most up-to-date research on bird mortalities in the United States. So if he cares about the birds, he should start with those other things, I guess, cats, the real culprit. And also, why are we taking seriously Trump's analysis on windmills when he's the guy who previously claimed that they cause cancer? I don't know. Then you have this moment from Trump. It's a great country. And by the way, it's not a great country anymore. It's a total mess. Our country is not a great country anymore. Our country is a mess. You remember CAG, keep America great. I couldn't use it. I said, America's not great now. I wanted to say, keep America great. Can you even imagine if Joe Biden said that? If Joe Biden said our country is no longer great, Fox News would go nuclear, the likes of which you've never seen before. The right is constantly accusing the left of hating America. Those radical leftists hate this country. And of course, I can't speak for every person who's on the left, but for me, the way that you love your country is by trying to improve it and improve the lives of its citizens and serve people the best that you possibly can. But often to do that, we have to identify the problems in the country as they currently are so that we can address them and change them. But previously, many conservatives would call those complaints, discussions about systemic issues, hating America. If you hate everything so much, why don't you just leave? They'd say, but now their dear leader 
is going around saying the country is not great and they don't care at all. Again, just imagine if Joe Biden or Barack Obama ever said that. The right wing media uh, ecosystem would go crazy for years after that. They would say these America hating Democrats. I guess they already say that, but they would say it even stronger. And then it's not a Trump speech without him obsessing over Xi Jinping. The whole thing. <laughs> Is not believe. Can you imagine President Xi of China, powerful kind of a guy? They hate when I say that. Oh, you're saying nice things now. He controls 1.4 billion people rather ruthlessly, right? Can you imagine when he sees this guy? He just wishes that he could be Xi Jinping. It's that simple, which is why he constantly praises him. By the way, I just filmed yesterday episode three of Mocha's with MAGA, sat down with a few Trump supporters. One guy stormed off during an interview. It was crazy. One guy came and was trying to pretend like he was a Trump supporter, but he obviously wasn't. He was just trying to get on camera or something. It was very strange. We had to kick him out. Very hectic film day. Um, but that episode will be uploaded while I'm off on break next week. But in one of the moments, I brought up the fact that Trump constantly praises Xi Jinping. And one of the Trump supporters said he had never heard Trump say that. It, it genuinely confuses me so much, the fact that some of the people who support Trump the most know the least about what he's doing and saying day to day. As all of you know, Trump can't get through a speech without obsessing over Xi Jinping. Unprompted, he just rants about that. Oh, the media doesn't like me saying this. The media barely covers you saying this now, but he just constantly has to bring it up. Or Vladimir Putin or Kim Jong-un, they're so strong and so smart and powerful. But still, somehow, many of his followers have no idea. And that applies to also his call for the termination of the Constitution. Most of them don't even believe that he posted that on True Social. It's his account. It's there. And it's so many other things they just don't keep up with. So I'll never understand it. You have the guy's name on your shirt. At least keep up with what he's doing and saying day to day. But no, that's too much for them to do, I guess. And then one more moment from this speech this. Minneapolis, where they took over the police station. They took it over and they burned it down. By the way, what happened to those people? Are those people in jail with the, J, with the J6 hostages? What happened to those people, come to think of it? They're not in jail with the J6 hostages. I don't call them prisoners, I call them hostages. They're hostages. So people who attacked the Capitol on January 6th are hostages, according to Trump. Not prisoners, but hostages. So now we have a political movement in the country that praises, celebrates, honors those who tried to block the peaceful transfer of power, stormed the Capitol. That's where we are. Well, over the weekend, Turning Point USA put on a convention called America Fest and actress Roseanne Barr spoke at it. She's an avid Trump supporter and I guess identifies as a comedian, I wouldn't describe her as such, but I respect people's identification, so we'll call her a comedian. And her speech was one of the most unhinged and unwell speeches I've seen in a very long time. And by the way, we'll start with this clip, then get to some other moments from the convention that were wild as well. But here it is, Roseanne Barr having a mental breakdown of some sort. And take note of how her craziness eventually even causes the crowd to be stunned into silence. If we don't stop these horrible communists, do you hear me? I'm asking you to hear me. 
Uh, I think he said that already. With a huge helping of Nazi fascists thrown in. Plus, wanting a caliphate. Dead silent. Just no response from the crowd. To replace every Christian democracy on earth now. Occupy. Do you know that? I just want the truth. We deserve to hear the truth. That's what we want. We want the truth. We don't care which party is wrong. We know they're both nothing but crap. They're both on the take. They're both stealing us blind. We just want the truth about everything that we fought and died and suffered to protect. We want the truth. What truth is she talking about? My goodness. And it's honestly super irresponsible for Turning Point USA to put her on stage in front of people to embarrass herself like that. Genuinely concerning stuff. Communist, Stalinist, communist again, caliphate. Unwell. And by the way, all of you watching this right now, she's referring to you. She's referring to the yous and me's of the world, the radical left, as she'd call it. Little does she know that we just want to give her health care. We just like the fact that Joe Biden lowered her prescription drug costs. We like the fact that Biden is building roads, bridges, investing in broadband, etc. We support Biden expanding veterans' health coverage and overseeing an economic recovery that outpaced comparable economies. But in her mind, there's some communist takeover going on. And I guess the reasoning she'd cite is because Trump's being held accountable for his potential violations of the law, but just stunningly unhinged. Obviously, sort of funny to watch, but sad also. Now, also at this America Fest event was Donald Trump Jr. And here he pushes the idea that January 6th wasn't an insurrection. It was a fedsurrection initiated by the feds because he led apparently i'm told uh the first unarmed insurrection in the history of insurrections i mean it's you know i understand that he is an innovative guy but that's probably not the way you innovate but again it's all bs right we see that now but we see that now but two years later when they can no longer hide the exculpatory video when you no longer see, oh wait, what's the FBI or the other feds in the fed direction? They're pushing people down the stairs who are otherwise calm. You have the FBI director, we cannot release the video because it would give up too many of our undercover assets. I was like, oh, so they're in the crowd. So the next logical question, if we were sentient beings, which we are, but the media isn't, is, why didn't they do anything? Why didn't they stop it then? It's almost as though, and I know we're getting way out here in the conspiracy theory, it's almost as though they wanted it to happen. They would then cover up the evidence. They would then use it to manipulate. Because of course that's what they're doing. They can't release the video because they had way too many 
in the crowd. Now you have the FBI whistleblowers. They come out where there's like you know, Kyle Serafin and these other guys. And they talk about it. So, of course, that is complete and total nonsense. And even Don Jr. knew it was nonsense when it was all initially taking place. He sent a text to Trump's chief of staff on January 6th while the Capitol was being attacked. And he said he's got to condemn this stuff, but using a different term, ASAP. The Capitol Police tweet is not enough. Then Mark Meadows, Trump's chief of staff at the time, said, I'm pushing it hard. I agree. Then Don Jr. said, we need an Oval Office address. He has to lead now. It's gone too far and gotten out of hand. So on the day, he knew that Trump had the power to stop the insurrection because it wasn't a Fed's direction. His followers were the ones doing it based on Trump's words. It was the election lies. It was the call to action from Trump that caused the insurrection. And then Trump refused to do anything while it was going on. Don Jr. acknowledged that in these text messages, but to try to distract from that fact because he and others in the right wing know how bad this looks for their movement. Now they're pushing these conspiracy theories to try to shift the blame. Which by the way, who does that work on? If you aren't already in hardcore right wing spaces online, probably you would celebrate January 6th because the election was being stolen or something. Who hears that? who's at all reasonable and is compelled by what he's saying. Can't imagine. Then also at this event was Marjorie Taylor Greene, who was throwing some massive stones in her glass house, very upset about quote unquote stupid people in Washington, D.C., we're upset about that too, Marjorie. I am sick and tired of the stupid people in Washington making horrible decisions, causing Americans to go broke. And that's what they have done. The rich get richer and the poor get poorer. And it's because we have stupid people in Washington, D.C. And I can say that for a fact because I work with many of them. And I'm not just talking about Democrats. You guys can tell that I'm pretty sick and tired of Washington, D.C. I don't hide it. So one of the moments from that that I guess I can try to derive substance from is her saying that the rich are becoming richer and the poor are becoming poor. Yeah, because people like you, Marjorie, are trying to gut crucial programs for low-income Americans while cutting taxes for those at the top of the economic ladder and defunding the IRS so they can't go after wealthy tax cheats and on and on it goes. That comes off a little stupid. <laughs> To me. Then you have right-wing podcaster Steve Bannon also not giving particularly stable vibes saying this. No person in the history of this nation with all the patriots we have have ever done what Trump has done by come back, come back to save his country and the American people are on his side. Look at the numbers. Those sons of bitches try to destroy him every day and he's still winning he's still winning he's still winning so no patriot in history like Donald J. Trump because he's running for president again very strange and then and this one is rather wild Trump's lawyer Alina Abba is speaking at this event for some reason which is definitely a normal thing for a lawyer to do. And she advertises the fact that if Trump gets into office, something he's also been promoting, he's going to go after his political enemies. 
But that is what they do. They hide what they've done by going after Trump. Look at the shiny ball, everybody. Don't look at us. Well, they've got one year. And then we're going to be looking at them. Deep and hard. And I'll tell you right now, if I'm in Washington, I'll be relentless too. And of course, this is in line with what Trump has been saying about a second term as well. He plans to attempt to lock up his critics, a wannabe dictator, and it seems his followers are absolutely pumped about that. Well, I have a clip to play for you from Fox News that is so representative of how Fox News tries to distract his viewers from super important subjects, because if their viewers were properly informed on those subjects, they likely wouldn't watch Fox News. So the context for the clip that we're going to watch is, as I covered in a previous segment today, Trump once again echoed the rhetoric of Hitler at a speech over the weekend saying that migrants poison the blood of America. The Fox News host you're about to watch is upset that the media is going to be talking about that instead of spending all of its time talking about the Senate porn scandal. The quick summary of that is a Senate staffer allegedly had sex with someone in a Senate hearing room, recorded it, and the video got found and that staffer was fired. Obviously crazy, and obviously if indeed the staffer was the person in the video, I'm not going to go confirm that for you guys. Um, you can't do that, and they should be fired, and that's what happened. There's not much of a political conversation to be had about that, right? Nobody disagrees. There's no discourse to be had. There should be accountability. Everybody agrees on that. That's your workplace, the capital specifically, wildly inappropriate, but Fox News is seemingly more upset with that than when people attacked the Capitol and tried to prevent the peaceful transfer of power. With that being said, here's Fox News. St stick with me here, Shannon. You and I were together on Friday. We were hosting The Five, okay? And during the show, by the way, it's when I think we found out, Greg brought it up to us, this thing that happened in the Senate hearing chamber, okay? Mm -hmm. We've talked about it this morning, where uh, allegedly a Senate aide um, filmed like, basically gay porn in the Senate hearing chamber, okay? I, I, since that time, and we've talked, this is a big story. And it's not just like, hey, let's talk about how gross this is or whatever. This happened in the Senate chambers on an administration, within an administration, that has promised to bring back the norms. On the other hand, Donald Trump, before he went to Nevada last night, was in New Hampshire, and he said this when talking about immigration. Listen. When they let, I think the real number is 15, 16 million people into our country, when they do that, we got a lot of work to do. They're poisoning the blood of our country. That's what they've done. They poison mental institutions and prisons all over the world, not just in South America, not just the three or four countries that we think about, but all over the world. Okay, so Shannon, the mainstream media uh, is going to talk about this. They already are. It is going to take over everything. Poison the blood of our country when talking about illegal immigration. In fact, the Biden-Harris administration has already jumped all over it. They tweeted or said the following. Tonight, Donald Trump channeled his role models as he parroted Adolf Hitler, praised Kim Jong-un, and quoted Vladimir Putin while running for president on a promise to rule as a dictator and threaten American democracy. He is betting he can win this election by scaring and dividing the country. He's wrong. The reason I bring up those two stories to you, Shannon, is 
I thought, and I think it should be a big deal that we're talking about what happened in the Senate hearing chamber. And I think what we're going to do, I think what's going to happen here, Shannon, for the next couple of days is we're going to latch on to three words that Donald Trump said, and it's going to drive the news cycle. Are you kidding me? Someone did something that was obviously something you should be fired for, and they were fired for it. What are we supposed to talk about in relation to that? If there's an extra level of accountability, I heard Capitol Police was investigating it. If there are laws that were broken, then pursue that too. Woohoo accountability. Nobody disagrees on that. And how consequential is that in the lives of Americans? Like 0% consequential. But he thinks it should be the story people are focused on like a bunch of perverts instead of a guy openly campaigning as a wannabe dictator and no it's not focusing on just three words that trump said as the fox news host tried to assert it's focusing on this okay donald trump in 2020 and 2021 tried to block the peaceful transfer of power to keep himself in the white house after he lost the 2020 election he did this through the fake elector scheme through pressuring local officials to engage in fraud and all these different schemes when all those efforts outside of our legal process for challenging elections failed he incited a mob to attack the Capitol. That was how desperate he was to hold on to power. And then since then, he has called for the termination of the Constitution, said the government should come down hard on media outlets he doesn't like, specifically MSNBC, said that in times gone by, his former top general would be executed. He said he wants to be a dictator on day one, but only on day one, lol. He can't stop obsessively salivating over Xi Jinping, Vladimir Putin, Kim Jong-un, and other authoritarians. He's directly echoing the words of Hitler and is saying he's going to prosecute his political opponents if he gets into office. And not to mention behind the scenes, he has actual plans to lock up his critics if he gets into office again. Actual plans to target media outlets he doesn't like and plans to invoke the Insurrection Act to crush demonstrations against him. So no, we're not just freaking out over three words. Everything I just listed to you creates a pretty clear picture of someone who has no respect for democracy, intends on wrecking it for his own interests, and is willing to uproot the rule of law to enact retribution against his enemies. And I'm sorry, Mr. Fox News host, I know you really want to talk about the Senate porn stuff, but there actually are more important things in America that we're facing right now and should be discussed. So sure, that is a pretty wild story, I'll admit, and mainstream media did cover it, but that shouldn't replace a conversation about the leading contender for president in one of the two major parties in the most powerful country on the planet going full fascist in a presidential campaign. Priorities, Mr. Fox News guy. Sorry, I don't know his name, but um, whoever that host was, you got to have your priorities straight. And this is the playbook of Fox News. Blow things out of proportion, obsess over certain issues while ignoring others, and then distort the facts of other issues to evoke fear among the viewers. And I have a really interesting example of one of the issues Fox News has used pretty consistently to panic their viewers into voting for Republicans. But before getting to that, I do want to show you one other example of a Fox News host, this time Brian Kilmeade, downplaying Trump's Hitler rhetoric. Here he is. There's other things going on, too, is that uh, President over the weekend gave some, uh, had a speech, huge rally, unbelievably, uh, unbelievable crowd in New Hampshire. They didn't like his rhetoric. He was talking about the border. He was talking about people coming from other countries, coming from prisons. And they wanted to focus all the Sunday shows, Lawrence, on the word he used, poison. He was just trying to say, we want to keep America, America. We want to build up the border and find out who's coming in and out. Hey, it's just about securing the border. No, it's not. 
I've said it before, if Republicans actually cared about solving any of the actual issues with our southern border or with our immigration system more broadly, they would honestly come to the table and discuss solutions. They'd stop dehumanizing, lying about Democrat stance on the issue. Biden, I'll note right when he came into office, proposed a comprehensive immigration reform plan. Republicans refused to engage. This isn't about solving the logistical or humanitarian problems at our southern border or elsewhere. It's about dehumanizing people, fear-mongering about people, and trying to scare Americans into voting for Trump. Now, the Fox News method of either obsessing over less important stories to distract from more important ones or distorting the facts of important stories is on full display in another situation. And I want to talk about that here. Super great reporting on this from NBC News that we'll dive into in just a second. But before reading some of that to you, the context is if you watch Fox News consistently, which what are you doing if you do that? Um, but if you're forced to, like me, for this position, you'll notice that they're constantly running stories about crimes, trying to say that Joe Biden's causing crime to spike across the country. Now, did we see spikes in crime post-pandemic? Absolutely. Which didn't seem to be a Joe Biden issue, but a pandemic conditions issue. But the networks like Fox News ran with that story and never adjusted their coverage now that the facts on the ground are changing and that's where this nbc news reporting comes in stick around for this super super interesting crime in the united states has declined significantly nbc writes over the last year according to new fbi data that contradicts a widespread na uh, national perception that lawbreaking and violence are on the rise a gallup poll released this month found that 77 percent of americans believe crime rates are worsening but they are Mistaken, the new FBI data and other statistics show the FBI data, which compares crimes, uh, in, uh, crime rates in the third quarter of 2023 to the same period last year, found that violent crime dropped 8% while property crime fell 6.3% to what would be its lowest level since 1961, according to criminologist Jeff Asher, who analyzed the FBI numbers. Murder plummeted in the United States in 2023 at one of the fastest rates of decline ever recorded. Are you hearing that on Fox News? Asher found in every category of major crime except auto theft decline. Yet 92% of Republicans, 78% of independents, and 58% of Democrats believe crime is rising, the Gallup survey shows. And then this is really big. The most recent annual report released in October covered 94% of the country and found that violent crime in 2022 fell back to pre-pandemic levels with murder dropping 6.1%. And the reason I emphasize that so much is because people will say, sure, crime rates might be dropping, but they were so high before this drop that it really hasn't even gotten back to pre-pandemic levels. Well, yes, it has. Asher maintains a separate database of murder in big cities, which found that murder is down 12.7% this year after rising during the pandemic. Detroit is one uh, is on pace to have the fewest murders since 1966, Asher found, while Baltimore and St. Louis are on track to post the fewest murders in each city in nearly a decade. A few cities, it does note, including Memphis and Washington, D.C., are still seeing increases in their murder rates, but they are outliers. That is so fascinating and so under-discussed. And I'm calling out Fox News because they're purposefully, severely pushing propaganda 
in an attempt to hurt Joe Biden and Democrats on this subject. But across the board, media is not covering what I just talked about, except for obviously here NBC and some others. And as someone who, because of this job, does have to watch way too much Fox News, I can tell you that's definitely not being told on Fox News. The exact opposite story is being told that just in a couple of years after this once in a lifetime pandemic and brutal economic downturn because of it, under the leadership of Joe Biden, the United States has recovered economically and crime is plummeting. Do you hear that? Really? Again, obviously not on Fox News, but across the media, very rarely. And you can't argue with the facts on those issues. We've gone through the economic facts so many times and then on crime as well. And as the reporting indicated, it's not just Fox News viewers who have a misperception about crime. A huge portion of the entire country does. Because the horrible stories get reported on, the bad ones don't. Now, does this mean that we don't have too much crime? Obviously not. We preferably have zero crime. And there are so many issues still obviously relating to crime that still need to be addressed. It's just to say that the attempt by Fox News and others to say Biden is destroying the country, it's not an honest or accurate attempt. Now, by the way, while we're on this subject, here's a bit of a segment MSNBC's Chris Hayes did on retail theft specifically. Since President Biden took office nearly three years ago, we've been inundated with a seemingly never-ending series of moral panics in the media. It should come as no surprise that this trend was particularly pronounced in right-wing media, like with the so-called shoplifting epidemic. Obviously, no one denies shoplifting exists. Of course, it happens. Uh, but perhaps the reality doesn't merit the breathless, breathless coverage it receives on Fox News. In fact, as the New York Times reported last month, quote, the various sources of crime data from government agencies and private groups tell a consistent story. Retail theft has not spiked nationwide in the past several years. If anything, it appears less common in most of the country than it was before the pandemic. Less common. You hear that? Now, among the loudest voices in this propaganda campaign were the retail companies themselves who took every opportunity to complain about the so-called shoplifting epidemic. If you look a little deeper, though, you'll find multiple occasions retailers have cited shoplifting as a major reason for declining profits, only for the reality to be more complicated. <coughs> like, for instance, when Target announced it was closing a flagship location in Manhattan due to shoplifting, only for the building's landlord to reveal the company was actually moving to a smaller location nearby, adding, quote, the retailer didn't raise theft as an issue leading up to the announcement. Sometimes the concession comes from the company itself, like when the CFO of Walgreens told investors earlier this year, and I quote him here, maybe we cried too much about shoplifting in 2022. The silver bullet argument for proponents of the shoplifting epidemic was an analysis from the National Retail Federation released earlier this year, which said that organized theft accounted for nearly half of all retail losses in 2021. So not just petty thieves, but there was this new epidemic of organized crime rings, storming stores and taking everything. That report was widely cited in the media and fear mongering about organized retail crime was everywhere. But the facts in that study were way wrong. And it's important to unpack just what happened. As I mentioned earlier, the National Retail Federation released a report saying that organized theft accounted for nearly half of all retail losses. Now, they got that stat from the Senate testimony of an anti-shoplifting expert in 2021. I want to share firsthand today what I've experienced over 30 years of working on this problem. 
Uh, organized retail crime represents a massive and growing threat to the tune of $45 billion a year. Well, he seems credible. He's up there. Uh, he's got the microphone. He's a witness. Uh, you know, he's sworn in. Except it seems the facts may have been flubbed. As the New York Times now reports, quote, that man was citing a, get this, 2016 survey, which was actually referring to the overall cost of shrinking 2015, not the amount lost to just organized retail crime. That's a huge distinction. The source for the widely shared claim that there was this new trend, this new phenomenon, of organized retail theft that accounted for half of all retail losses in 2021, coming out of the pandemic in Joe Biden's chaotic America, was actually a statistic about all retail inventory loss, everything from lost merchandise to damaged product from six years earlier. They have nothing to do with each other. The claim has been totally debunked. In fact, get this, the National Retail Federation was forced to retract it, but not before. We are learning tonight that organized crime is behind the $70 billion retail theft crisis in this country. It's a perfect example why you should be skeptical of the way some bad faith, act, bad faith actors try to frame news about particularly the economy and crime. So I'll say it again. It's not to ignore the problems as they exist. It's just to point out that Fox News and others are trying to dishonestly portray those problems for political purposes. And that should be called out. So whether it be a Fox News host trying to say that the Senate porn scandal is more important than a potential fascistic president or their lies about Biden's impact on crime, the takeaway from the segment is we should be really concerned about the effect on the brains of millions of Americans that watching Fox News has. Before we go, don't forget to become a member at LukeBeasleyShow.com slash membership to get the daily bonus show. You've heard it so many times if you watch all these videos Monday through Friday at LukeBeasleyShow.com slash membership. Plus, follow me on threads at Luke Beasley Official Instagram at Luke Beasley Official X at Luke P. Beasley and sign up for the Beasley Brief, a daily morning newsletter that summarizes the previous day's events by going to LukeBeasleyShow.com slash brief and I'll talk to you all next time.